Hello and welcome back to the Cisco Learning Network podcast. In this episode, we're going to hear from Cybersecurity and Collaboration Senior Manager James Risler. What we're looking at specifically in exam 200-201 is do you understand the fundamental concepts? Principal Engineer and Author Omar Santos. So what I would like to go today is in a scenario of something that we actually investigated here at Cisco as an attack. And Cybersecurity Product Manager Bhavesh Shah. If you are interested in starting your career in security domain, this is a very good entry point. About how to get your career started in cybersecurity operations. To start us off, Bivesh provides us with an overview and background on the Cisco Certified Cyber Ops Associate Certification. To view the entirety of this webinar, please visit the link in the description of our episode or go to the Cisco Learning Network at www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. Those who are familiar know that Cisco has had a certificate at associate level in cyber ops for the last two plus years. What I want to say here today is that that's going to continue. That certification continues to exist. In fact, we will evolve it and we'll keep it a certification of its own, separate from other certifications that Cisco provides. It does require special skill set, different mindset and aptitude to function as a security operations practitioner. And that's what we propose to focus this program on from training perspective and as well as from testing perspective. So rest assured, this is going to live long and this is going to evolve as we move forward. Really, there is no prerequisite when we talk about Cyber Ops Associate. Pretty much anybody is welcome. If you are interested in starting your career in security domain, this is a very good entry point. Please, by all means, explore the content that we are sharing, not just in this webinar, but the whole content published on Cisco.com. Use the reference material that I share with you towards the end to familiarize yourself. Take advantage of this opportunity to seriously consider starting your career in cyber ops. It would potentially be appealing, especially to recent college graduates with STEM background compared to science background, etc. Also, you may be one of those who work in IT industry for a number of years and now get into security as your next domain for your career progression. This would be a very good starting point for you as well. Some of the typical uh, job positions or titles that you may pursue once you are adequately equipped are listed on the bottom right corner there. In Bavesh's slide, he lists four example job titles. Cybersecurity Analyst, Security Operations Analyst, Incident Responder, and Forensic Analyst. Cybersecurity Analysts, also called Information Security Analysts, plan and carry out security measures to protect a company's computer networks and systems, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. A Security Operations Analyst's job is to detect threats, investigate those threats, and respond to them in a timely fashion. Additionally, analysts may have responsibilities that involve implementing security measures as dictated by management. An incident responder, sometimes also referred to as an intrusion analyst or CSERT engineer, is basically a cyber first responder. The role of an incident responder will involve providing a rapid initial response to any IT security threats, incidents, or cyber attacks on an organization. And a forensic analyst knows how criminals can access systems and what they do with the contents within so they can play one of two roles. First, they can act as an advisor for clients concerned about their security. Second, they can investigate the damage done after a hacker successfully enters a system and find the culprit. 
a quick acknowledgement of the reality as we see it. You probably can relate to this. If you go through few reports regarding the need for this kind of skill set in the IT market, you will realize that after reading two, three, four reports, you see a pattern that says the number of positions available in the security operations market far exceeds the number of workers available. Also, these positions usually carry attractive compensation package. So from that point of view, also in your financial and career interest, worthwhile exploring this space in earnest. This next slide provides just a data point. Like I said, you know, depending on the reports that you read, you will pretty much see this pattern. In Bavesh's slide, he shows the expected salary averages in different regions of the world. For a detailed review, please visit globalknowledge.com at the link in the description of this episode or view the entirety of the recording on the Cisco Learning Network. So I'm not necessarily zeroed in on any particular number that is displayed here, but in general, security operations practitioner is an attractive candidate for hiring managers. So with that, I'm going to cover a couple of logistical aspects about the Cisco Certified Cyber Ops Associate. If you were tuned in to the message that we delivered on February 24th, regarding cyber ops, cyber operations certificate. This is all old news to you. I'm just going to quickly touch on one or two aspects here. I want to draw your attention to the fact that we are currently in the process of revising the training course as well as the exam. And we are actually going to go from two training courses to one and from the current two exam to one exam. Once again, folks, um, situation as it pertains to this pandemic is rather fluid. So I will request your patience and support during this time. As we understand it better, the ramifications of the testing centers, etc. we will provide periodic updates and I'm being very transparent. I'm declaring the plan as it stands today with respect to the dates mentioned here, but please stay tuned and we will provide updates as things evolve. Okay? The cyber ops evolution, I will point out that we are currently in the period between February 20 4th and May 28th, as you know. Uh, reach out if you have any questions as to how do I get certified, what happens to my current certification, etc. To answer these and other questions, next up is James Rizzler. James is a cybersecurity and IT industry expert. As a senior manager of security content engineering at Cisco, he's constantly discovering and exploring the latest trends and issues in security, IT, and business. We actually have a previous episode of James providing an overview of the current threatscape. Here, though, he will walk you through updates on the Cisco Certified Cyber Ops Associate topics for the exam. My name is James Rissler. I am a senior security content development manager here at Cisco. My team is responsible for building out this type of training content. So in the next few slides, I'm going to compare and contrast the course with the topics on the exam. More focusing on what we're doing on the course level, because that's where I know the most about, and understanding the specific job role and comparing and contrasting that versus what we did in the old SecFund and SecOps course, which this course is replacing, and so is the exam. Our goal is in this course is to introduce you to the entry level, get you ready to be the first line of defense in a SOC. I saw somebody out there say, can I work remotely in a SOC? Some you can, some you can. It just depends upon the tools and how they have it configured. Typically, they 
don't really aren't really crazy about doing this remotely. Again, our goal is to try to get students and candidates prepared to be frontline defense, handle those inbound tickets, be able to quickly assess those tickets, determine if it's something they've seen before based on a playbook, they've seen this before, they've already dealt with it, they know how to deal with it, or whether it's something new that needs to be escalated up to a higher level of the computer security incident response team. So some of the topics in the exam are security concepts. What we're looking at is specifically in exam 200-201 is do you understand the fundamental concepts of knowledge that you would be faced with knowing in a SOC. What does a security analyst do? And we're gonna get into specifics of it. You can go get the actual exam blueprint. I would highly recommend that you go get that, download that if you are going to be studying or trying to build some of your skills up in this space because you wanna pursue a job in this space. Remember, think of this security analyst as the castle's already been built. Now you're looking to see if somebody has broken into the castle and you're trying to find that person or individual or packet. So some of the topics we'll cover in CyberOps Associate, we want to identify the challenges with data visibility and detection. Attackers today are very good at obfuscating their attacks. They'll bury them in DNS. They'll bury them in different packets that they know are inbound or outbound. So you have to be very careful to be able to go through and identify things that stand out or may not stand out. You have to go find them. You have to understand the five-tuple approach. James just mentioned the five-tuple approach, which refers to a set of five different values that comprise a transmission control protocol or internet protocol, TCP or IP connection. It includes a source IP address or port number, destination IP address or port number, and the protocol in use. You have to understand the five-tuple approach know those pieces to be able to isolate a compromised host in a group of logs. And it might not just be one log. Remember, most companies out there have 30 to 40 different security vendors involved in their network. All right, in the network intrusion analysis, here's it's really important that we teach you how to use PCAP and Wireshark, how to look at a TCP stream for communication, how to take those elements from a PCAP file and identify an intrusion, interpret the fields of protocol headers, be able to break it down. You can actually go get off the internet PCAP files that have attacks in them and start looking at them if you wanted to. But be careful when downloading stuff off the internet, all right, because you never know. James mentioned that one of the highlights of the network intrusion analysis topic is that you learn how to extract files from a PCAP file. A PCAP or PCAP file is a file extension mainly associated with Wireshark, a program used for analyzing networks. PCAP files are data files created using the program and they contain the packet data of a network. These files are mainly used in analyzing the network characteristics of a certain data. And regular expression. And when you're talking about gigs of data or terabytes of data, like Cisco gets terabytes of data a day, you have to use regular expressions to comb through your logs or your events. Finally, in the last section, we get into security policies and procedures. The concept here is to teach you about what's in NIST 800-61 or test you on that and make sure you understand features of the 800-61 standard. I would go recommend downloading that and going through that, at least looking at it from a high level. Identify elements used for network profiling, classification of events, and then what are relationships of SOC metrics to scope analysis? How do SOCs measure themselves for success? All right, so in the old SecFund and SecOps, we removed stuff, we updated stuff, and we created new stuff. Why? Because things change and are changing very quickly. 
So we realized that we had to get a little more targeted in this course. So some of the new things we added was security monitoring, host-based analysis. We really focused on malware interpretation, access control models for digital assets, and understanding SOC metrics. In the labs that we have in the course are to reinforce the stuff you learn in the course and help prepare you for the exam, but they're not all of that to get you ready for the exam. Some of it you'll have to do some outside research. The blueprint is pretty broad, so it's kind of hard to target in and know where the questions are coming from because we don't even see it. So there's 15 labs in the course. We teach you how to think. We don't want to teach you the tools. So we really focus on using an open share tool called Security Onion. So we walk you through in the first lab on TCP IP attack and using the foundation of Security Onion to go through that attack. We teach you the hacker methodology, all right, so you can break the attack down. We teach you how to hunt for malicious traffic using what events coming in from IDS. But remember, IDS doesn't spot everything. Most of the time, you have to go to different tools. We look at suspicious DNS attacks. Put, I put up here a note, 91.3% of attacks on the internet today are through DNS. So, you know, make sure you have a good understanding of how DNS records work. You can find more about the topics associated with the CyberOps Associate Certification on the Cisco Learning Network. Now we're going to hear from Principal Engineer and author Omar Santos as he walks you through a day in the life of a Security Operations Center analyst. I am part of an incident response team at Cisco. It's the Cisco Product Security Incident Response Team. Or my team is the one that actually discloses all the vulnerabilities in Cisco products and services. And we investigate and work with many, many different CISER teams and PCER teams across the industry. So as Bavesh and Jim mentioned, threats will continue to grow. And that's why many organizations are recognizing the increased need in order for us to modernize our cybersecurity operations, and at the end of the day, the Security Operations Center or the SOC, right? Now, the tools in the SOCs are also evolving, but as Jim mentioned, you know, we also focus not so much in the tools because tools come and go and technology come and go. We focus a lot into the methodology. And uh, for example, you know, nowadays we actually have security analysts that are not only responding to basic cyber events, as Jim was mentioning, as an IPS alert or a firewall log, but also performing proactive things within the organization and something that we call threat hunting. So what I would like to go today is in a scenario of something that we actually investigated here at Cisco as an attack or a potential attack you know, against uh, Cisco and something that we also publish and our research teams at Cisco Talos, we also published details about this attack a couple of weeks ago. But before I go over this scenario and I define, you know, what this actually, you know, piece of malware is, let me define what is actually threat hunting and why am I actually covering this in here, right? Now, threat hunting is the process of you searching through your network proactively. And whenever I say proactively, that means whenever your network devices or your security devices cannot detect or isolate advanced threats that will evade those security solutions. Attackers are actually getting a lot better nowadays to obfuscate their techniques, whether it's through DNS tunneling, you know, as Jim mentioned before, or encryption or pivoting, you know, doing a lot of different types of proxy configurations and you know, using Tor and many other things, right? So, so one of the things that actually now security analysts are doing is actually trying to leverage threat intelligence or based on specific hypotheses on some you know events perhaps in industry peers they actually proactively look through the network to detect and isolate these advanced threats right 
Now, one thing that I would like to highlight, and for those of you that were asking, you know, through the through the group chat in here, how to get started, you know, in, in cybersecurity. Cybersecurity operations centers and, and, and the SOC, those are, in many cases, the entry point for many people to actually start a career, right? But these SOCs, they actually come in many sizes, right? Large organizations like, you know, we at Cisco or multi-billion dollar companies, you know, we have an army of people that are part of the SOCs. But in the major, you know, the mainstream, Typically, you actually don't have that luxury and you have actually, you know, analysts that um, that are performing many different things, right? Responding to, you know, common incidents or, you know, potential, you know, outbreaks, doing threat hunting, and also in some cases, even doing some, you know, generic or I will say, you know, entry-level forensics, right? You know, I'm going to go walk you through a threat that we saw at Cisco, right? And uh, we saw not only at Cisco, but across the industry. And it's a piece of malware that is basically a backdoor, a backdoor that actually has more than 10 variants. I think that now we, we exceeded 15 of them that we actually know uh, that exist. And at the end of the day, it's actually a piece of malware that contains a standard remote access tool and a remote access tool is a terminology that we use in the industry to categorize some malware that can actually you know capture screen shots you know from your device or perform things like key logging or record your microphone or your camera without you knowing and the interesting part about this one is actually that bifrost use mutex you know the, that mutational capability that you know it, we actually have been able to actually pinpoint you know fairly successfully now in this slide what I want to actually go over very, very quickly is actually the, the whole process of threat hunting and also why we are actually also covering this in, in the exam. At the end of the day, you know, as I mentioned, threat hunting is, you know, proactively actually looking where your devices probably may not be actually picking up, you know, these type of advanced threats, right? But the first thing you have to ask yourself is, do you really need to do this threat hunting or is it actually more of tweaking your threat intelligence so it can be more actionable and, you know, be more effective within the organization? The second one is actually if you decide to do threat hunting is the scope. How long are you going to be doing this stuff in search, right? Is it going to be a day, a week, an hour? Do you have the specific equipment? Uh, whenever I say equipment, that, that means data sources, tools, the training necessary, uh, open source intelligence. Another thing that we are also covering in the new exam is, as you probably all know, we have new frameworks in the industry, like the MITRE ATT&CK framework for adversarial techniques. And a lot of different SOCs are actually taking advantage of that ecosystem to actually pinpoint not only what the adversary or who the adversary may be, but also, you know, how to actually mitigate those threats within their organization. Then after that, you do a little bit of planning and then you execute a threat hunting and one thing that I want to highlight is that the threat hunting, it is a human power effort. It actually combines threat intelligence, as I mentioned before. Jim mentioned, you know, things like Cisco Umbrella or CTR, SecureX, you know, things that actually now exist. But we combine that to proactively search through the organization for that piece of intelligence. And talking about that, one of the things that we are also doing in the Cyber Associates certification is addressing the modern SOC tools and practices, as I mentioned to you. I think that most of you may be familiar that a traditional SOC leverages the security information and event manager or a SIEM. And if you're not familiar with that, basically it's a piece of software or a distributed system that will actually collect all the different logs from IPS devices, firewalls, and so on. But that in today's time is not enough, right? And what the industry is actually doing is actually looking into other types of ecosystems, including 
the Security Orchestration Automation and Response, or SOAR. It is a little bit of a buzzword in the industry. However, from a practice perspective, it's actually bringing automation and orchestration into the things that you actually had in the traditional SIM, but now for you to be able to pinpoint and do you know, searches and actually be, be able to respond to, to uh, attacks in a lot more effective way. And just like you actually saw in my previous slide with that JSON file, it's basically taking all the components from this, which has been a lot of human effort into actually leveraging the tools from the SOC and you know, even integrating with other tools in the IT infrastructure. So with that said, you know, I wanted to actually at least share with you, you know, some of the things that, you know, at least what we see in the industry from a real life and why we're actually introducing some of these topics in the CyberOps. To hear more from this panel of cybersecurity experts, please visit the Cisco Learning Network at www.ciscolearningnetwork.com. There you will be able to find more information about the newly revised security certifications, exam topics, study resources, and more. Please subscribe to the Cisco Learning Network podcast to hear more from the panel of experts you heard today, as well as other experts to assist you in your certification and career journey. Thanks for listening.